Hello, everyone. From the sports room, my name is Jason Yormack, alongside co-host Jack Collins. And this week, we're in week five of the NFL, and we're going to discuss all the upcoming matchups. And from previous week four, we're here to discuss that also. So, Jack, let's jump right into it. Starting with the Giants, Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes, he is playing amazing for the, for the Giants. I think the Giants have found their new quarterback, what do you think of Daniel Jones in in week five? Well, Daniel Jones was uh, maybe not as impressive as he was in his debut against the Redskins, but he was very uh, solid against a really bad Redskins team. Uh, did what he needed to do, led the Giants to a victory. But for me, what was impressive about the Giants was how good their defense was. Now, listen, Hat, Keenum and Haskins did not look well for the Redskins at all, but uh, I was really impressed overall with how um, the Giants' defense played. They held the Washington offense to only three points. They forced four interceptions, which was very impressive, even against a bad team. Uh, held the Redskins to 3.2 yards per carry. So I think the big story was the Giants' uh, defense coming up big. But Daniel Jones did have a really solid game, throw for 225, a touchdown. Did have his rookie mistakes, only uh, had th- two picks. But the key stat for me, Jason, is that he had zero sacks, which is incredible considering... Uh, that the Giants' O-line was atrocious with Eli. Um, this is maybe a really big positive for Giant fans, considering that uh, sacks have been an issue, really, for the past few seasons. So in my opinion, that's one of the biggest take- positive takeaways. And despite also, another thing to point out, despite the fact that they were without Saquon Barkley, the running game was actually uh, very surprisingly good. Wayne Gallman, uh, had a big game uh, uh, in terms of rushing and receiving. Had over 100 yards from scrimmage. Had two touchdowns, one receiving, one rushing. So overall, I, I think if you're a Giant fan, you have to be very impressed how the team played. Jason, now Daniel Jones is going to have his biggest test yet this week against the Vikings. How do you think he performs in a tough situation, tough defense uh, at home against Minnesota? I think the Giants can pull us away. You look at the Vikings, they're 2-0 at home. They're 0-2 away. Clearly, there's something there that the Giants can use to their advantage. This home field advantage is very strong for the Giants, uh, knowing that the Vikings are 0-2. They struggle when they're away, when they're not in their home crowd. The Giants are 1-1 at home. Uh, Eli was playing one of those games. So Daniel Jones, he could really prove prove this week that uh, he's the real deal in New York. By beating a, a good uh, Vikings team. Yes, they've had their struggles. Uh, Stephon Diggs, Kirk Cousins. Uh, yes, they, they have been struggling. The Giants defense proved last week that, that they can they could show up in, in big-time games. Not against great teams, but uh, if the Giants defense shows up, if Daniel Jones plays like he's been playing, I believe the Giants can, can pull off a, a win. But we'll have to find out. Uh, on to the Vikings, Jack. I just want to talk a little bit about the Vikings' struggle. What do you think the Vikings can do to kind of fix the, the struggle that they've been facing? Well, I think the big thing about Minnesota, obviously they were playing one of the toughest defenses in the league with the Bears, led by Khalil Mack. So, obviously this was going to be a tough game offensively overall. But the surprising thing is they're the only team in the NFL this season with more rushing attempts than passing attempts. So, let's let that sink in. This is a passing league. It's not uncommon for guys. I mean, Goff... Uh, has thrown an incredible amount of passes in the last few games. <coughs> so for a team to be ground heavy, that means that you don't have faith in your quarterback. And to me, Kirk Cousins right now does not look like a franchise quarterback. 
He's good in a hunch. He's good against good teams, um, bad teams, excuse me. Uh, if he plays, let's say, a bad team like the Redskins, the Bengals, he's going to win. But against good teams, Kirk Cousins, historically in his career, has really struggled. And in a division where you got to play the Bears twice, they've already played the Bears once, and the Packers twice, they've played them once, uh, they're probably going to go 0-4 or 1-3 against those uh, two teams. So the Vikings right now are in a tough spot, and Stephon Diggs is uh, voicing his displeasure, Adam Thielen, uh, those are two of the most talented receivers in the league, and for them to voice displeasure with the offense, it's not a good look. And if you're, if I'm Kirk Cousins, you gotta somehow change your way of maybe it's practicing your approach prior to the game, maybe it's play calling by the offensive coordinator. But Mike Zimmer, the head coach of the Vikings, has to change something because right now Kirk Cousins does not look like a good quarterback. Uh, he's struggling. Uh, he's getting paid like he's the top quarterback in the NFL. He's not probably not even a top 15 quarterback in the league, probably more around the 20 to 25 range of quarterbacks. I'm glad he's not my franchise quarterback personally, but uh, I, I've got to be disappointed so far if I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan with the siding. Uh, speaking of the, the Vikings, uh, wide receiver Stefan Diggs has been voicing his displeasure, Jason. What do you think Minnesota had us to do to keep Diggs in place, or do you think it's smart of Diggs to request a trade uh, and go elsewhere? You know, I think Diggs fits in really well with this offense, and he has been fitting in well the past few years. But, I mean, if he's not on good terms with the Vikings, if they're not on good terms with him, then I think it's fair for him to kind of request that trade and, and leave the team. But him being part of the team is a really big factor. I mean, they got guys like Adam Thielen like alongside of him. He, Thielen's been playing great. But to have Diggs, that's another huge player on the team, another great wide receiver that can really push this team forward. Losing a guy like him is a really big loss to the Vikings' offense. The Vikings' defense, however, has been playing great. Um, the defense is not the problem. The defense, the most points they've let up was to a loss against the Packers, 21-16. Um, and clearly, uh, as shown, the defense has been been pretty strong in the, in the wins that they've had against the Falcons and the Raiders. Uh, the defense has really come up strong. Uh, and, and I think the, the struggle maybe, maybe is starting to end, you know, maybe if they can get this win against the Giants and then they could beat an Eagles team at home, uh, they got the Lions and the Redskins in the next three weeks coming up. If they can win two, two or two out of three, I'd say that could push them in the right direction and, uh, lead them back on track where they're, they're hoping to be, uh, moving on from the Vikings, the Chiefs, one of the best teams, arguably the best team in the NFL they continue to to strive and have great success. Um, last week, the Chiefs played the Lions. Very tight game. The Chiefs actually started their their kind of win from the Lions game on a fumble six at the one yard line for a ninety nine yard return. Jack, th- this this is a huge game for the Chiefs that they just won. You think that that win kind of builds momentum on this this team to kind of keep this winning streak alive moving forward? Well, I don't even think that, that the Chiefs need momentum, personally, because they have the most talented quarterback uh, in the league and one of the most talented so far in NFL history. And that's despite, quote-unquote, what we would think Patrick Mahomes had a bad game. 20 for 42, 315, he had no touchdowns. I mean, he didn't take a side, and he wasn't bad. But for Mahomes, this was his first game since his first start, which was Week 17 of the 2017 season, 
without throwing a touchdown, which is pretty insane in itself that we consider this a bad game for Mahomes. But that just shows how incredibly talented Mahomes is. And the good thing about the Chiefs is that they established a run game. They rushed for 123 yards, uh, 4.9 yards per carry. I think that's a really big positive because against uh, good teams, they're usually going to find a way. Let's say the Patriots. Now, I'm not going to say they're going to neutralize Mahomes, but they're not going to, let say, have him throw for four, over 400 yards and th- four touchdowns. So to establish a run game and become a dual-threat offense is really positive for the Chiefs. And they're doing this despite the fact Tyreek Hill has been injured, which is insane considering uh, that he's one, of the, he's one of the fastest guys in the NFL, which makes him one of the most talented receivers in the NFL. Uh, but for me, I think if I'm the Chiefs, you're going to continue to win games. They're probably going to win this week against Indianapolis. Very well start off 5-0. and um, And they're going to continue. I mean... They they very well. I'm not gonna say they're gonna go undefeated. They very well can go 14 and two, 15 and one, be the one seed in the AFC, and uh, head into the playoffs with being the team to beat. And one of the surprising things also is usually the top team in the NFL is a very dislikable team, whether it's the Patriots or the Cowboys, the Packers. This team is very likable. Uh, Mahomes, in my opinion, is such a great guy, not just on the field, off the field. He's just a very genuinely nice guy, which is rare to find in the NFL these days. So overall, if I'm the Chiefs, just continue to do what you're doing. Even if Mahomes doesn't have like an insane game, you're going to win. Uh, meanwhile, for the Lions, this was about as tough a loss as it gets. Um, they were trying to prove themselves as a contender. Even though they lost Jason, uh, do you think they established themselves as a legitimate contender to be maybe make the playoffs, arguably contending the division, because it is a very tough division with the Vikings, uh, Bears, and Packers being it. Do you think the Lions are a true playoff contender, even though they lost? I do. Uh, losing to a Chiefs team is not a tough loss. The Chiefs are a really well-built team. Uh, yes, the Lions should have won that game. They kind of they kind of lost it in the end. Um, that really would have helped helped them in the in the long run. But I mean, the team looks pretty solid. You go back to the first game, week one. No one thought they were going to be very, very good. They didn't look too. They didn't look extremely well built. They played the Cardinals in Arizona and they tied. There's nothing wrong with that. They're still zero and zero, zero and one. Then they go week two. They're at home facing the Chargers and they win by three. No one's like surprised. No one's like uh, put out there. But then you go you go into Philly and you beat the Eagles. Yes, you only beat them by a three. Like these close game wins, I I think eventually they will start breaking them open and start actually winning games by a lot. But it shows that this Lions team, they they have proven to themselves that they're they're a winning team and they, they can win against any team. Uh yes, they lost to the Chiefs uh last week, but I do think next week in Green Bay, I do think they have a shot against the Packers uh, to beat the Packers. And then the week after, home against the Vikings. Uh, home field advantage is definitely a very important thing. And against a struggling Vikings team that's that's been struggling on the road, I definitely think the, the Lions can start moving forward with, with a very well, well put together team. Uh, moving on from the Lions and the Chiefs, let's move on to the Buccaneers, Jack. So the Buccaneers they put on a show last week against the the Rams. Um they almost they almost lost that lead but they wound up they wound up winning that game uh 55-40. What do you think 
this Buccaneers team has been doing right the past the past few weeks uh, to to have this great success. Uh, well, the Buccaneers uh, definitely pulled off all the st- uh, stops. This was probably the biggest upset of Week Four, uh, considering all the factors. Uh, the rounds we expected to be one of the best teams in the NFL, coming off uh, a Super Bowl appearance. Uh, but the Buccaneers proved everyone uh, wrong. They uh, put up fifty-five points. Jameis Winston looked like a franchise quarterback in this game. Um, Chris Godwin had an insane game, 12 perceptions, 172 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, and listen, they gave up 40 points to the Rams, so you can't really say a lot of positives about the defense. But they did have a late defensive stop. Uh, the, the Rams had a chance to go on a game-tying drive, uh, and the Buccaneers uh, forced a scoop and score, which basically sealed the game. Uh, so if you're a Buccaneers fan, you got to be very impressed. Uh Listen, you, you take it with a grain of salt. The Buccaneers started out 2-0 and like were averaging 40 points a game last year. So you can't obviously take too much, uh, put too much real estate into this game, uh, especially considering last, the week before they lost to the Giants, uh, and it was a heartbreaking loss, and they blew a big league. But I think overall you got to be very impressed and satisfied with this win. Uh, they have momentum, more importantly, going into a big game that's probably winnable for them this week against the Saints. Uh, the Saints without Breeze, so it's going to be a big ga- one of the biggest games Tampa Bay has played in the last few years. So I- I- I'm very impressed with uh, the Buccaneers on this win. But Jason, do you think it is time to hit the panic button from the Rams? They haven't had many impressive wins this year. Um, the one big win they had was against the Saints, and that was without Breeze. Do you think it's Do you think it's safe to say that the Saints or the Rams rather should be hitting the panic button or is it too early to uh you know take this into account and just this is a slow start Patriots usually get out to slow starts what are your thoughts Um I think it is a slow start Jack um the Rams you know they've been known for being being a very very good team in the past couple of years playing in the Super Bowl last year this year you know they started off three and zero, losing to the to the Bucks. It's a, it's a tough loss, but I mean, Sean McVay, Jared Goff. I think they can uh, work some stuff out. They're home. Uh, they're away against the Seahawks this Thursday. They're uh, they're home against the Forty ers which is going to be a tough game for them. But you know, they they got to pull that one off. That that's a big win if they if they can get that. I think they'll beat the Falcons and the Bengals in the upcoming weeks, and and even the Steelers, which will put them in a in a good good uh, running start, um, that moving forward. But overall, I think the the Rams they they just struggled to, they just struggled against the Bucks, and I think they can rebound off that. The Bucks do have an explosive offense when it comes to to a high scoring game. When the Bucks can really click, they they can really click. And they, they proved it against the Rams, and uh, nothing against the Rams, but they got to be better than that. And if they want to contend again in the Super Bowl, they got to be better, and they got to beat teams at home like the Bucks. Um, and finally, our last topic, we're going to review some of the worst teams in the NFL and who do we think the worst of the worst is. So some some names that I can, I can uh, name for you are the Cardinals, the Redskins, uh, the Dolphins, the Broncos and the Bengals, Jack. Out of those uh, four, I think four that I just named, maybe five. 
who do you think is the worst of the worst? Well, let me start off by saying this. This is, I think, I have can't remember a year that has had this many bad teams. Um, and they're historically bad. I watched most of these teams play this week, um, especially the Dolphins and the Bengals and the Redskins. Those three in particular, they looked awful. At least, you know, the, the Cardinals have Kyler Murray. They have a bright future. The Broncos have a good defense with Von Miller. Um, the other three, there is no hope, um, especially the Dolphins, considering they traded away Minkham Fitzpatrick. I think, though, considering that the Dolphins play the Bengals and the Redskins this year, I think they're going to lose both teams. I think just you look at the point differential for the Miami Dolphins. It's minus 137. They have scored 26 points in four games. Just let me give you a comparison for some of the other bad teams, that have, how many points they put up in four games. The Bengals have put up 57. The Redskins have put up 66. The Dolphins have put up 26. So they have not had an offense that has really gotten across midfield, let alone into the end zone. They're averaging basically a little under seven points a game. That is atrocious. That is like D2 atrocious in college football. And they're getting blown out a lot. They haven't been in many close games. I will give credit to Josh Rosen that ever since he stepped in, at least they made it competitive in the first half before. Uh, in the second half, they usually uh, are out of it. But this this team is atrocious. Um, they very well have the potential to go 0-16. Uh, they may be the worst team to ever uh, take a football field, and that's not hyperbole. They look worse than the 2017 Browns. They look worse than the 2008 Lions. They look worse than the 76 Buccaneers. This team is really bad, and I think has the potential to be historically bad. And that's despite the fact they get to play the Bengals and uh, the Redskins. And I, I totally agree with you, Jack. I, I got to say the, the Dolphins also. They're, they're, it's just nothing's clicking for them. They have just nothing going for them. I mean, you look at the start of the season, you're like, yeah, they'll get a few wins. And then that you play the first like four the first four games you're zero and four, you only put up twenty six points and you allow a hundred and sixty three points to opponents. I mean nothing is just at all going right for them, and I I see them struggling throughout the whole season as they are right now. Uh, finally, we're ending on our our last segment, the three pick'em game. Uh, we have three games. We pick them all. We try and uh, guess them all for week five. We're going to start with the Vikings against the Giants. Jack, who do you have, Vikings or Giants? Uh, the Giants have been a great story with Daniel Jones over the last few weeks. Give credit um, to Pat Shermer and the front office because everyone thought that pick was horrible. It clearly is that he looks like the future. But to be fair to the rest of the NFL, Daniel Jones has played two not great teams. The Buccaneers, listen, I said give them credit, but they're not exactly a top-tier team. And the Redskins are one of the worst teams in the NFL. This week, he plays a Minnesota defense that has been elite. I think the Giants are going to have their hands full with Dalvin Cook. So give me the Vikings in a game that I think will go 27-17. I think that the Giants are going to struggle against a really uh, solid team all around. Jason, your thoughts? See, I see the total opposite, Jack. I think Daniel Jones going to come out firing, um, firing again at home this time against the struggling away Vikings team. They're 0-2, as I said, uh, when they're away. The Giants' defense played 
played great last week against the Redskins, and I think they'll carry that momentum at home against the uh, the Vikings team. We've had some problems with Stephon Diggs and uh, Kirk Cousins, and I, I, I see the Giants pulling out a win this week at home. Uh, moving on to the next game, we have the, the Green Bay Packers against the Dallas Cowboys, and this week I got the Green Bay Packers. I mean, it's yes, it's in Dallas. I think Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback who can really put some zing on that ball when he's got his receivers. Yes, uh, Devontae Adams may not play this game, but I mean, he, he Aaron Rodgers can work with anything. If if I went onto the field, I'm sure he he hit me five times. Um, he he really can work with anyone. I think they'll get the run game to go uh, for them this week against a a decent uh, Cowboys defense. And I think the Packers will will pull out a win uh, away. Uh, Jack, what are your thoughts on this game? Um, I disagree with you. Uh, listen, Aaron Rodgers is obviously a great quarterback, but I think we have started to see enough decline with Aaron. He's playing against a top defense in the Dallas Cowboys, uh, a defense that I think has been very underrated in the loss. Their first loss of the season last week, they allowed only twelve points. Uh, meanwhile, Green Bay, they're coming off a loss against the Eagles, they allowed. I think 37 points. So uh, just a comparison there. Uh, I think Dak Prescott is going to have a solid bounce back game. I think Zeke Elliott's going to run all over um, the Green Bay Packers. They get Michael Gallup back, which is a big uh, win for Dallas, considering uh, that they struggled to put up points last week. He's Dak's favorite receiver. Him and Amari Cooper are going to have, I think, solid games. I think it's going to be a very close game coming down to the wire. But give me... The Dallas Cowboys 23-21 over the Green Bay Packers. So the final game we're going to talk about, it's a Monday night matchup. I know, a good Monday night game. That's a, that's a rarity. Uh, the Browns versus the San Francisco 49ers. And for me personally, I'm going to take the San Francisco 49ers. They're 3-0, they're coming off a bye, and they have looked like the real deal. Yes, they have not played superior competition yet, but I think this is their first test of the season. And Jimmy Garoppolo has looked... Uh, you know, flustered at times, but considering he's coming off a torn ACL, I think he's looked pretty good. The run game for the Niners has been insane, led by Matt Breda. Uh, they have been really good. Uh, they have a solid receiving core that includes uh, George Kittle, Marquis Goodwin, um, Dante Pettis. Uh, the Niners are young and hungry. Nick Bosa on the D-line. Uh, I think Kyle Shanahan's done an excellent job with his team. And I think Baker Mayfield's really going to struggle against the San Francisco defense. So give me the Niners in this one, 24, let's say 16. Jason, uh, who do you have winning this game? I also got the 49ers. I agree with everything you just said. Uh, coming off a of bye week, that's a, really, that's a really big advantage for the Niners playing a Browns team that, that hasn't looked too, well, too good. Um, I think the Browns are a mediocre team, 2-2. Two and two. Yes, they're leading the AFC North, but that won't last a long time. The Niners coming in. Uh, I think they'll they'll come out with a victory on Monday night. It's going to be a good matchup, but I think the Niners will will pull it off by a, by a little bit. Um, that will do it for a recap of Week Four and our predictions for Week Five. Thank you very much for listening to the Sports Boom. Mm-hmm.